Hi, I'm Katie Marquette, and you're listening to Born of Wonder. And here there is something more than just a transient experience. It's about uh, being. It's about the things that matter to me. It's about the white spaces between the paragraphs. Then God said, let there be light. It's a mistake you always made, Doc, trying to love a wild thing. Certainly, at a superficial glance, Frazzati's lifestyle, that of a modern young man who is full of life, does not present anything out of the ordinary. This, however, is the originality of his virtue, which invites us to reflect upon it and impels us to imitate it. In him, faith and daily events are harmoniously fused, so that adherence to the gospel is translated into loving care for the poor and the needy in a continual crescendo until the very last days of the sickness which led to his death. His love for beauty and art, his passion for sports and mountains, his attention to society's problems did not inhibit his constant relation with the absolute. Entirely immersed in the mystery of God and totally dedicated to the constant service of his neighbor, thus we can sum up his earthly life. Pope St. John Paul II's homily from the Beatification Mass of Blessed Pier Giorgio Frazzati, Rome, May 20th, 1990. Hello and welcome to Born of Wonder. I'm Katie Marquette, and on this podcast, we explore anything and everything that inspires wonder in the world. Today on the podcast, we are learning about and celebrating a, a saint, a soon-to-be saint, Blessed Pier Giorgio Frazzati. If you don't know about him, I'm so excited to introduce him to you. And if you do, uh, this will be a great opportunity to, to, to sort of rekindle your interest in him and maybe learn something you didn't know before. Um, I, you know, if, if, if you have seen a photo of him, you may have just seen sort of a photo of him climbing a mountain with the phrase verso l'alto. Uh, I had just sort of seen that that's cool looking image around the web before, but I didn't really know much about him or who, who this guy was. Um, but a couple of years ago, I was uh, sort of compelled to research his life and he had a very big impact on me and I loved getting to know him. And I wrote um, a blog post about him, uh, sort of tying him into my interest also with um, St. Pope John Paul II. So I'm going to read that essay. That will be the bulk of the episode today. Um, and uh, and I hope that it inspires you. I, I don't think you can learn about Blessed Pier Giorgio without being inspired. I really don't. He he's, he's all about going and climbing that mountain, about being brave, about going to the heights of human experience, uh, about trusting God, loving your neighbor, loving your friends, enjoying life. So I think that this will be a really affirming and encouraging episode. But uh, I hope you all had a, a great 4th of July. Yesterday was Monday, and that was was Blessed Pier Giorgio's feast day, which I actually think is very appropriate. Of course, he was Italian, but he he really he exhibits so much of, uh, of that sort of wonderful vigor and romanticism and freedom that we want to think of when we sort of think of the ideals of America, sort of Teddy Roosevelt type uh, enthusiasm for life, right? 
And uh, so so he, he makes me feel patriotic, actually. So <laughs> I hope everybody had a good day. Fireworks, hot dogs, all those good things. Hopefully not too many contentious conversations. I hope, uh, you know, I, I, I hopped on social media briefly um, in the wake of some, you know, some, some big news in the world uh, just because my friends were sending me some screenshots of things going on and I just sort of felt compelled to add my voice to the conversation. And uh, although, you know, on my Born of Wonder account, I think most people sort of already agree with me, that's not necessarily the case on my personal account. So I'm happy that I did post some things there. And I actually ended up having some interesting conversations in my direct messages. Um, so I was online for a day. And, uh, you know, I, I think that was good. I'm glad I did it. But who I mean, it's the Wild West out there right now. So if you are online, um, you know, and if you were online yesterday on the 4th of July, I'm sure it's, it's really hard to be patriotic and be on social media because, you know, there's so many people who are just really down, you know, on the United States. Um, and I get it. I get it. We don't live up to our ideals a lot of the time. It can be very frustrating. Um, there are a lot of things that, that are frustrating right now in the world. Um, but I think that, uh, I hope that Independence Day can be sort of a uniting day for all of us when we can say, you know what, this is a pretty amazing experiment that we that we are all engaged in here. This is the first time that a country said, you know, you, you have inherent rights as an individual. There's nothing you need to do to prove that. That's amazing. I mean, we take that for granted now, but we all came from countries where your birth, who your parents were, uh, what they did for a living was sort of it was your um, it was your fate as well. There was not really this concept of, you know, the the rugged individualism of, of America, right? That in in the most idealistic sense that says that you you can make your own way in the world, and that's a powerful statement. And I realize there are you know reasons why. Well, people feel like they, they can't realize that dream, um, and certainly our obsession with individualism and autonomy has, has led to, uh, I, I think, it has led to a version of that um, ideal that has been detrimental to relationships and family and all sorts of things. But again, let's focus on the ideals. This is a beautiful, beautiful idea. It inspires wonder for me. Um, so if you want to learn more about patriotism, you can go back to my, my podcast episode about um, G.K. Chesterton's uh, concept of the cosmic patriot, really talking about how to be a patriot of the world, to be proud of being a citizen of the world, of the universe. It's beautiful and thought-provoking. And he also touches on what it means to be sort of patriotic about your own country as well. So that could be an interesting post-Independence uh, Day listen. But um, yeah, I hope that you all are enjoying July. It's getting hot. I'm starting to daydream. You know, I don't know. I don't know how how much longer before I just jet off somewhere. We booked a, a vacation up north in New England for the fall, and I think booking that vacation has just sort of made me want to fast forward summer even more than I usually do. <laughs> but um, doing these podcast episodes definitely keeps me grounded in in good, wonderful things. So I hope it does for you as well. Uh, if you'd like to read this this essay that I'm going to read from, along with other posts, things like that, go to bornofwonder.com. You can sign up for my newsletter there. I send it out uh, at the beginning of every month. You can also become a patron of the podcast by following the link in the show notes um, to Patreon. Just $2 a month really helps me out, keeps the coffee budget going, pays for my subscriptions, Adobe Audition, the essential things you need to run a podcast. So, And also, you know, we... 
Um, I would love to, I'm always open to suggestions. So if you're a patron and you say, well, I would love to have sort of a, you know, way for us to all chat more or something like that. I'm totally open to those ideas. Um, I always do, um, around Advent, I do the Lord of the Rings Advent series. Uh, in the past, I've hosted that on Facebook groups, but, you know, with my, you know, growing disdain for social media, maybe we'll find a different, you know, outlet for that. And maybe that could be sort of a patron thing. We could do an Advent series. So hopefully um, lots more to come. But in the meantime, I do just so appreciate those who are supporting it. And um, even if you're not a patron, if you could just leave a review, that means so much. That is a wonderful way to support podcasts. I get the word out, recommend it to a friend. All, all of you who have done that, I so, so appreciate it. And I so appreciate you listening. But without further ado, I'm just going to hop into this essay. Let's get inspired by the amazing life of a blessed peer, Giorgio Frazzati. Some saints charge into your life like a force of nature. St. John Paul II was one of these saints for me. A few years ago, I was distracted at work and somehow, I still really don't know how, I found myself reading through St. John Paul II's Theology of the Body Talks. I was blown away by the logic, beauty, sincerity, and truth of his words. When I looked up more about JP2, I was shocked to find so many images of the former Pope skiing, hiking, laughing with friends. Here was this man, this Pope, this saint, rollicking down mountainsides and kayaking rivers. I had a great aesthetic admiration for the Catholic faith, but it was largely limited to incense-filled candlelit chapels. So seeing John Paul II adventuring in the great outdoors expanded my idea of what an abundant Catholic life could look like. Reading these talks and seeing these images would lead me down a long, winding path toward understanding, reconciliation, and ultimately conversion. St. John Paul II has continued to be a huge presence in my life, always encouraging me. Do not be afraid. Do not be satisfied with mediocrity. Put out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. Recently, another soon-to-be saint, one remarkably similar to St. John Paul the Great, has charged into my life with equal force. Blessed Pier Giorgio Frizzati. While I've known about Frizzati for a while now, I never felt the need to learn more about him. I knew he was a jaunty-looking mountaineer with some very cool-looking photos that circulated in young Catholic circles. I knew he was the patron of World Youth Day. But what did he have to teach me? In the way these things often happen, I don't know what exactly led me to researching Frazzati, but as I read more and more about this young, charismatic man, I found myself immersed in a life of expansive joy, charity, friendship, and hope. Frazzati was born in Turin, Italy in 1901, the son of an influential newspaper founder, later senator and ambassador, and a painter. They were a wealthy family, and from a young age, Frazzati was exposed to the arts. He loved museums, the opera, and especially liked to quote passages from Dante. He wasn't, however, an intellectual. He struggled in academics, much preferring to spend his time hiking, climbing, riding horses, skiing, exploring the natural world. His family was largely agnostic, and they were perplexed by young Frasati's devotion to prayer and the Eucharist. He received permission to receive communion daily, a rarity at the time. He had a tense relationship with his father, who scorned his son's poor academic performance and worried he spent his time frivolously with his friends. He has been described by friends as an explosion of joy, committed to the fullness of the gospel, paying particular attention to the poor, the forgotten, and the lonely, leading JP2 to call him the man of the eight Beatitudes. 
Frizzati was engaged in the politics of his day, ardently opposing fascism and forming a newspaper, Memento, whose principles were based on Pope Leo XIII's Rorum Novarum. Frizzati was a passionate friend, believing in the sanctifying joy of genuine human affection. He was encouraging, fun-loving, and thrill-seeking, dubbed the terror for his love of practical jokes. Frizzati and friends spent long days in the mountains, debating ideas, praying, joking, enjoying one another's company. In 1922, Frizzati joined the lay Dominicans and was known by many people in town simply as Brother Girolamo, his chosen religious name. I may have butchered that pronunciation, I'm sorry. Frizzati had boundless compassion for the poor and suffering. He would exchange the first-class train tickets his parents bought him for third class, giving the remainder to those in need. He gave away the clothes he was wearing, his coat, and even once his shoes. He was often late to dinner, much to his family's dismay, and never told them he had been busy tending the sick and needy. Even the most cursory look into Frizzati's life will lead you to this phrase, verso lauto, Italian for to the heights. This phrase, scrawled in Frizzati's own hand across a photograph taken a, mo a month before his death, captures his theology perfectly. As Bishop Barron points out, Frizzati's phrase is remarkably similar to St. John Paul II's, put out into the deep. In Latin, duc in altum, altum deep, alto height, each man asking us to push to the limits of human experience. Frizzati's whole life is a climbing, striving, hoping, believing in the summit, in the peak. To quote C.S. Lewis, the sweetest thing in all my life has been the longing to reach the mountain, to find the place where all the beauty came from, my country, the place where I ought to have been born. Do you think it all meant nothing, all the longing, the longing for home? For indeed, it now feels not like going, but like going back. Blessed Pier Giorgio's life was cut short by poliomyelitis, which doctors later speculated he caught from the sick whom he tended. He suffered terribly for six days before dying on July 4, 1925, at the age of 24. His last thought was to scribble a message to a friend asking him to take the medicine needed for injections to a poor sick man he had been visiting. Frizzati's family was shocked at the turnout at his funeral. Crowds lined the streets, hundreds and hundreds of people who had been validated, loved, and cherished by this charismatic and humble young man. His mortal remains found completely intact and incorrupt upon their exhumation on March 31, 1981, were transferred from the family tomb in Pallone to the cathedral in Turin. His tomb is a much-visited place of pilgrimage, especially for young Catholics. Frizzati groups form around the country in honor of the young man who so valued friendship and community. In his brief 24 years on earth, Frizzati taught the world about the fullness of a life well-lived. So this 4th of July, as we wonder about the future of our country and the world, as we worry about our health, our jobs, our families, let's also remember to celebrate the feast day of Blessed Pier Giorgio Frizzati, an explosion of joy. I asked Blessed Pier Giorgio to intercede for me and help me climb the mountains in my life. He answered very, very clearly, it's a steep climb, but I can hold your hand. Let him hold yours too. Verso Lauto, Blessed Pier Giorgio Frizzati, pray for us. So I hope you enjoyed that essay all about Blessed Pier Giorgio. If I'm introducing you to him for the first time, I hope you'll follow the link in the show notes to um, 
to 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 the blog post because I have a lot of photos of him and they're worth seeing him climbing in the mountains him sort of laughing and hanging out with his friends and uh, there's a very moving photo of his funeral where you can just see these the streets uh, just absolutely packed all these people uh, mourning this young man who had such an impact on his community so I think blessed Pier Giorgio no matter your state in life or anything I think he has so much to teach us just about living a full life that is adventurous and full of love and friendship and joy and care for others um, just so many things that he can teach us so looking more into his life I think will just continue to inspire you I will also put in the show notes a link to, uh, you know, about Frasati groups. Um, you might find one near you. Um, you could also start one. Uh, these are, you know, like young adult groups. And uh, I know many people who have, you know, been absolutely just met amazing friends, maybe met their partner or something through these groups. It's just a wonderful way um, to, to celebrate friendship. I mean, friendship's sort of a lost relationship, I think, today. I think that there's so many things that keep friendships so surface level. I think we don't value friendship the way we should. And I think that Blessed Pier Giorgio can teach us a lot about the importance of, the importance of friends. Um, C.S. Lewis said something once that was like, that friendship is such a beautiful thing because it has no inherent value uh, or, or clear meaning you know you maybe you have a spouse a significant other there's sort of a clear sort of bound relationship there you have your biological or um, you know adoptive or whatever your your family of origin uh, you know your parents your siblings that, that you sort of have this natural tie to uh, and then your friends though it's a choice right um, and so this choice to sort of love and accompany one another through life and uh is is hard right but it's also that makes it so beautiful because it's so freely given so uh i hope that that this will inspire you to to invest in your friendships pursue new friendships and uh just remind us how important it is it, it is to um to, to to value to value friendship in this world so I wanted to end today's episode with a patriotic song, um, but it's patriotic, not for the USA. It's for Austria. <laughs> it's from The Sound of Music. It's Edelweiss. Um, when the musical came out, everybody thought this was the national anthem or something for, for Austria. Had to at least be a, a traditional folk song. Nope, just an original, you know, <laughs> song for the musical. But it's so beautiful. It's, a, it's one of our favorite lullabies in this house. But... This scene in particular when uh, the whole family is sort of fleeing the Nazis and they're at this folk festival, which the captain had never intended to sing at. Um, and he's there, though, uh, as they're sort of trying to hide from the Nazis, say this is where they were going. They weren't trying to escape. Um, so and he goes up on stage and sings Edelweiss um, and he's he's about to they're about to try to make their escape. Um, and there are literally the officers in the crowd wait, waiting to take him uh, to, to his post with the Third Reich. And you can just hear so much. I think Christopher Plummer does a beautiful job here. Just the emotion in his voice. And he has this part where he just pauses because he can't get through the song. And then you see Maria. You see Julie Andrews on the side. Just this absolute look of complete love and compassion for her new husband. 
and she comes out and uh, she and the children come out and help him finish finish the song and then of course everybody joins in and you can't just I mean I feel so patriotic I felt you know you feel Austrian I was this is I'm so Austrian in that moment but I think that this sort of moment this pride that the captain has in um in the the faith he has in his country is uh is something beautiful to be reminded of about patriotism so I hope you enjoy enjoy this scene here that I will play for you um but anyway uh on to the next on to the rest of July uh lots coming up um lots of fun episodes so stay tuned um be subscribe share it leave a review if you can so appreciate it and you can always email me bornofwonder.com contact me page uh if if you send me like if you've sent me a direct message on instagram or something sometimes if i'm off for a month and i hop back on for a day i see somebody message me a couple weeks ago and i feel terrible that i didn't respond so just email is the way to go so please feel free to email me anytime Uh, and i look forward to hearing from you and thank you so much as always for listening i'm katie marquette this is born of wonder my fellow austrians i shall not be seeing you Again, perhaps for a very long time. I would like to sing for you now a love song. I know you share this love. I pray that you will never let it die. It's about the white spaces between the paragraphs. Then God said, let there be light. 
the mistake you always made, Doc, trying to love a wild thing. <laughs>